What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, coming to you live from my parents' house late at night. Wow, that sounded really creepy. Uh, no. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm back. Anuj, your boy, the man, the myth, the legend. And, um, well, today, we're not really going to be doing a Changavi show, but uh, I thought I would kind of introduce something new because, you know, we do that here. When we when we are feeling stale with one format, we experiment with another. No, the Changavi show isn't going anywhere. I just wanted to try something new. Um, but let me explain kind of what this podcast is. Well, really what what it is going to be. Um, well, this one, there are a lot of things that don't make it on the Changavi show. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the Changavi show is like very, I, partic- I pick very particular topics. And I do quite a bit of research and I read about them and then I like to read about them to form my own nuanced opinion. Then I spit my nuanced opinion, talk about it, then try to get responses from you guys. This is not going to be that show. This show, this show that we're doing right now, this is Random Thoughts with the Nuge at, you know, whatever it is, 12 a.m. This, this is like very different. So what I'm intending, I guess, with this show is I, like I said, there are a lot of things that get cut off the Changabi show. Um, these are, this is going to be all the things that get cut and really don't have any place in any of the categories we do on the Changabi show. Um, so it's not going to be nuanced. It's going to be a lot of spitballing. It's going to be a lot of ADHD talking, just, you know, being kind of all over the place. Um, unscripted, uh, current conscious state of thought type shit. Um, you'll kind of see how it goes. There's literally going to be no structure. Uh, it's just going to be me. It's literally, I've accumulated thoughts that I've thought of this week. Um, about various topics, various subjects, and I just want to go through them, acknowledge them, talk about them and, uh, see if anything interesting comes of it. Uh, it's just kind of a exercise, just showing you guys what I'm thinking about. It's, um, you know, a lot of different things are going on in my head. And, uh, I think, I thought this would just be a good idea to uh, vocalize those things. Um, <laughs> you guys are probably thinking like, oh, God, what fucking creepy ass shit is this guy thinking? No, don't worry. It's not going to be it's not going to be anything too crazy, too crazy. Maybe there might be some radical ideas in there. Um, we'll see. But, man, I got to tell you, first thing I've been thinking about is the freaking weather we've been having here in the Bay Area. Okay. Um, those of you that don't live in the Bay area, you can feel free to fast forward through this because I'm just about to simp over Bay area weather. This is the best. Like today I saw shit on, or not shit. I saw like, uh, pictures on Twitter that were, people were like, yo, it is 75 degrees in San Francisco on November, whatever it is today, 13th, 2021. And that is great. And that's so cool. I literally love like the perfect weather. Like today was great. Today was so nice outside. I love I love the Bay Area because you can get these like seventy six degree days in the in the winter or like in November randomly, you know. Um, of course, given NorCal's can get cold <laughs> real quick. It goes zero to a hundred, hundred to zero real quick with the weather here. It's bipolar aff. Um, it's crazy, but I I really do prefer the hot weather. So you guys are probably thinking like, Nuge, why didn't you go to SoCal? I mean, I did live in SoCal technically for like a half year, and I gotta say like. I still miss NorCal weather because NorCal weather is like cold enough where it's like, yeah, you're cold and you have to wear a jacket, but it's also like not cold enough where you're like, 
oh, like I fucking hate my life and this is depressing. SoCal can get it's the, the hot weather can get a little repetitive, right? I like NorCal mixes it up. One day it'll be 75 and nice. The next day it'll be 55 and showers, right? Like, I love that. I love that about Northern California. Um, it's just very, it's very sporadic. Um, it, it keeps you on your toes, but also I do tend to, I do like warmer weather. And so like when you hit January and February in Northern California, particularly in the morning where it gets real cold, it's the worst. I, I hate that time of year so much. I'm not a big fan. Um, <laughs> I just don't like the winter I, in general. I went to Iceland, um, my senior year of high school and it is, it was the worst vacation I've ever taken. Right. I went with my family. It was the worst vacation I've ever taken. It was so goddamn cold. I didn't even get to enjoy any of the natural wonders. Everyone's like, Iceland's the third wonder of the world. And there's beautiful ice sculptures everywhere. And everything is so nice and beautiful. And I'm like, dude, dude, it's way too cold to even enjoy anything. Like I left beautiful Northern California. It was 55 degrees. And I, I, I go to Iceland where it's so goddamn cold. You have to wear 18 layers before going outside. And it's like, dude, it takes you like an hour to put all these layers on. I'm like, I'm never coming here again. Like, I no offense to my Icelandic audience out there, right? The fucking three people watching from Reykjavik or whatever. Uh, really, really loved your country, guys. It's just not for me. I hope you guys can respect that and, you know, not cancel me off the internet in Iceland. But yeah, no, Iceland is cold as hell. We'll never go back. It is, <laughs> it's beautiful, but it is cold. It is c -c -c cold, bro. It is cold, and I like the hot, and I like warm weather. So I, yeah, I cannot see myself moving to New York City. You know, like also like those romantic comedies where there's like hella people who are like, oh my god, Joe, like it's so nice to be out in the cold weather, and like you know they're making snow angels and shit, and like going on the carriage rides, and sipping hot cocoa. I fucking hate that. I hate that so much. I'm just like, I would much rather prefer just sitting on a beach when it's 75 degrees on December 25th and just enjoying my life. That is great. That is fantastic to me. The other crap? No, I hate it. Nah, can't do it. Can't do it. Um, nah. Dude, <laughs> another thing I'm thinking about, uh, another thing I was thinking about this week on a totally unrelated note, I have a theory and it's not like a really like, see this like, this is something I could have put on the Changavi show, but it's not like a well-versed uh, enough theory. There's not enough like research or anything into it. It's just a thought. Do you guys think that like memes are the modern day political cartoons? Like for those of you that don't know what political cartoons are, like back in the day, um, in like the third, like well, from like the 1930s, like the 1980s, they used to do these things, and they still do. They're just uh, kind of more retro and old fashioned they they basically used to make these cartoons uh you know back when like the comic books uh section in the newspaper was popular and these cartoons would like critique various political events or various uh foreign events or whatever was going on in society they, these cartoons would basically just you create they would critique them um and you know good or bad whatever it was uh, they would, you know, exaggerate features of the people, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, uh, like you just search a political cartoon on Google if you're uh, still kind of confused as to what the explanation is. I think memes are kind of like that in today's society. Um, I don't necessarily think that you can sit here or like... <laughs> 
I, I think the term political cartoon has just found a new definition, which is memes. I feel like memes are are not necessarily, um, you know, images of like particular people and like specifically customized to an event. But memes are like stock images and references that you can kind of, um, you know, portray into a variety of different contexts, right? Because memes aren't necessarily, you know, used in a, uh, memes can be used in any context, right? Memes can be used for jokes with your friends or inside jokes or just references like going through everyday life, whatever. But they can also be used to critique political um you know, campaigns and stuff. I mean, you have like the thing in 2016 where it's like Jim Carrey's got the two arrows in his like uh, thighs and he's like, Clinton is like, ah, and then like Trump, he's like, ah, right. It's like the, that uh, that was more of like a gif rather than a meme, but you could, you could kind of put them in both categories, I guess. But yeah, I think memes are kind of treaded towards this. Uh, memes can have political commentary. Um, you know, it's something, it's not necessarily something that like, is fully formed yet right and like memes are can obviously be applied to a variety of different contexts not just political but also social and societal and all this stuff um but 100 percent, like memes are i think memes are the like well they're going to continue to be the future and it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt i guess with uh with the times and all that um and kind of like how you know we we uh it's gonna be interesting to see how memes adapt is my point and it's not necessarily just going to be you know because i feel like memes right now are kind of at a place where it's like oh here's a you know a stock image that uh has been used a hundred thousand times we're just gonna put a new caption underneath it right uh it's gonna be interesting to kind of just see like i feel like memes now have also turned into videos um where like you know you post a video and then you put a caption underneath and that's a meme right like the definition of a meme is really abstract so gonna be interesting to see kind of how memes develop but memes are definitely being used in a political context from what i can see and they and people who like capitalize on the usage of the meme like memes and then I've said memes a hundred million times. I apologize. But people who can capitalize on like the usage of memes in the political community are going to be the winners at the end of the day because they can make fun of themselves. And that's going to be, you know, that's a huge thing. I feel like people, I feel like people are attracted to people that can make fun of themselves. You know, I feel like that's just a major thing. Um, you know, it's not necessarily like a bad thing to make fun of yourself once in a while, you know, self-deprecation to like the extreme can be annoying. But like, if you make fun of yourself a couple times, and you know just have fun like that can be endearing and i think if you were to make memes about you know yourself and your political campaign like i think that'd be funny and like tiktoks are also like social media is just you know ever-changing but my point is and this is why i wasn't cut for the changavi shows there's no research done into it it was just a thought that popped into my head but like memes can 100 percent be um the future in regards to like political cartoons and um in the way we consume kind of political critiques in all of these ways so that was just something i was thinking about um <laughs> let me know if i'm crazy or what dude i've been watching i've been watching a lot of tv recently um not recently i mean i always do i'm, a, I'm like a tv head um but i now i can firmly say that i watch tv like I, now that i have a podcast and i talk about a lot of tv shows and i talk about a lot of trending content like i can just say like oh i'm doing research right i can justify it in my head that me passively consuming tv is like oh yeah i mean dude 
dude, I'm going to talk about this later. I'm going to give a well-nuanced opinion about uh, TV or about whatever it is on, on the pod. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to justify myself watching TV. Like, fuck you. Right. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I do watch a lot of TV. Okay. I watch a massive amount of TV and, um, one of the shows that I've watched for gosh, probably 11, 12 years. And I don't really tell anybody about unless they ask or unless like it comes up in conversation is survivor. I, I don't know if it's like just me, but I'm a really big survivor fan. I've watched, <laughs> I've watched every season of the show. Um, yeah, it came out the year I was born, but I went, I've gone back, watched every single season of the show. There's 41 right now. 41's airing. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Like, I don't, I don't understand why more people don't watch it. I feel like survivor can just be applied to so many, to so many things in daily context. People just have this really bad stigmatization around reality television and they don't necessarily enjoy it. I don't know. I've tried showing Survivor to my friends and they think I'm weird. And I, you know, talk about it in front of my family and they look at me like it's some horrible television and they don't want to watch it. So I kind of have to like resort to my room and like watch it at night when, you know, no one's watching and just kind of, you know, be with myself with Survivor. But like if y'all are Survivor fans, like, please, like I would love to talk about it. I love talking about Survivor. Um I just get no one to talk about it with because I feel like everybody hates it uh, that I know. I don't know. I, what's cool about Survivor, dude, is like I feel like it's so applicable to anything. I feel like, you know, you, you, if you really understand like the depths of the game, like, yeah, on paper, it's like, oh, my God, all these people are trying to do is survive three days. Like and they just vote each other out. It's like Lord of the Flies. Ugh, like it sucks. Get deeper into the episodes, like really watch the evolution of strategy and like communication and the way people talk to each other. It's just like, it's such like a, it's a fascinating experiment on so many levels. I feel like no other show does this, right? People are like, oh, Big Brother, Bachelorette, Bachelor, like the Bachelorette and, ba and the Bachelor, in my opinion, are just mind numbing, wasteful shows because they... Uh, you you don't necessarily get anything out of it. You're not like, oh my gosh, like Colton is fucking Michaela, but he's also kissing Cassie. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, what does that do? That just provides entertainment. Yeah, I get people watch The Bachelor for entertainment. I I used to, right? I understand where The Bachelor fans are coming from and Bachelorette. But like, what's cool about Survivor is that you it, there's just more to it there's like a game within the game and like there's a social game and there's just there's so much to unpack with the show it's not just about the challenges it's not just about like surviving in the jungle but there's this whole other strategic game and i feel like if you get into the nuts and the bolts of it it gets like really exciting and um and like just talking about it and listening to podcasts about it and all that like it's just it's such a fascinating game if you look at it from like the, the objective is simple right you vote out as many people as you can and then you try to get to the end where you can plead your case for a million dollars right but like it's so much more than that and the way the game has evolved is just it's so crazy it's so crazy um but yeah i mean i'm also i'm probably crazy because i i like the people i interact with in my community do not watch survivor most of my friends do not watch survivor and the ones that the the ones that like look at me and like my really good friends that i've known for years know i watch survivor they think i'm crazy they, they, they're like you're an idiot why do you watch this stupid shit I watch Survivor religiously. I think it's so good. And so I would love it if people out here were like defending Survivor and they were like, Survivor is the best. I love it.
I'm just a big Survivor fan. Um, yeah, so shout out Survivor. Um, Jack Harlow. I, I'm going all over the place. I told you guys. Jack Harlow. I'm really upset with Jack Harlow right now, man. I'm really fucking upset with Jack Harlow. You know why? You know why? You know why? I I love Jack Harlow. Okay? I want to make that very clear. I, I'm upset with him. I'm upset with you, Jack, but I love you. Okay? Let me tell you why I'm upset with you, Jack. You scheduled a tour. He schedules a nationwide tour after he drops his album, which I listened to, by the way. Really enjoyed. Really liked a lot of the songs on it. I love Jack. I really do. The, the album was a bop. There was a lot of bop songs on there. I want to see him on tour. And he, he released his tour dates, and he was like, creme de la creme tour. I was like, I'm going to be the creme de la creme on the creme de la creme, motherfucker. I'm going to be the first person who buys a ticket. I look at the tour dates. He's got every city in America besides San Francisco, California, Oakland, California, San Jose, California. Literally anything in Northern California he's not going to. He's not going. He's not even going. I don't even. I, is he going to L.A.? Maybe. Maybe going to L.A. I feel like you just avoided the state of California. I'm like, dude, this is where 80% of your viewership comes from is L.A. in the Bay. What are you doing, dog? He probably went to L.A. You know what? And he just said F you to the Bay. I'm like, yo, 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 Jack, what the hell, bro? What the hell? Why'd you just avoid the Bay? You went, he literally went to like every other city in the West Coast. Phoenix, Seattle, Portland, Eugene. Who the hell lives in Eugene, Oregon besides college kids? He went there. He didn't even come to the Bay. And I was like, bruh, what the hell is this? And so I was I'm hella upset with Jack Harlow. What the hell is this? I thought we were already best friends just last week and we're already best friends. What the hell? Jack? Why didn't you come to the Bay? Why didn't you come to the Bay? I was looking forward to, go, to going to see Jack in the Bay. I thought he'd come to Oracle or maybe Shoreline. There's so many nice, you know, Chase, if we got lucky, lucky. Right? If you wanted to go small time, you got Warfield, Bill of Graham, uh, you know, multiple, like the Masonic, if you want to get real fancy, Fox in Oakland. There were just so many venues here, Jack. Why didn't you come to the Bay? <laughs> I'm so frustrated. I really wanted to see Jack Harlow on tour, man. I guess, and like, this is like my plea to you, Jack, is like, if you see this, if you really want to come to the Bay Area, I'm encouraging you. If you don't have a place to stay in the Bay, you can come crash at my parents' house, okay? You can come. I, I, I'll i come to the show. I, I will come to the show. There are a lot of people out here in the Bay that are big fans of you. I'm telling you and would come to your show. You can stay at my house. We could drive up to the show together. We could carpool and you can drop me off again, you know? I'm 21 now, too. So we can, like, you know, we don't have to be all illegal about stuff, right? Jack, 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 Jack Harlow. What the hell? Anyway, dude, I'm, I'm, I was hella pissed. I'm still pissed at Jack Harlow. He literally went on every, he went to every city in the West Coast except the Bay Area. Like, all right, bro. You're just missing out on one of the biggest media markets in the country. But that's cool. That's cool. Um, anyway, Jack Harlow, you're not gonna take up all the space in my mind right now. Another thing I was thinking about, bro, we we all like I feel like every generation has a sitcom. We all have a sitcom. We all have like or, or like every generation has like that one sitcom they look back on and they're like, ha, that defined my childhood, right? Right? 
like generation, you know, like you can start with the gen, like the baby boomers, right? You had shows like the Andy Griffith show and shit like that, where they were like, yo, Andy Griffith is hella funny. Andy, the Andy Griffith show is very funny. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Um, I'm sure there are jokes in there that probably would not make television in today's society, but it's still a great show nonetheless. Um, so Andy Griffith, right, from Boomers. Then you have like Gen X who had, um, you know, like their one, like, like, you know, I'm trying to think like 80 sitcoms. There's so many, um, but like the 90s, right? You have Friends, you have uh, Frasier, Seinfeld. You have this huge era of sitcoms in like the 80s and the early, late 80s, early 90s, and they just explode. And then in the 2000s, you have like How I Met Your Mother, Big Bang Theory, right? And those are kind of for like the Gen X slash millennials. And then the millennials get new girl in the 2010s. And like, that's a big deal. Where's Gen Z's? Where's Gen Z's? I was looking for it. I was like, I'm trying to like do research. I'm like, who is coming out with the Gen Z sitcom? So I was doing my research. I was doing my research, my fun research. This isn't real. Um, you know, I'm not actually like contributing to the world's like, you know, I'm not like saving the world by doing this. I look, I, I was doing a Google search and I found the show called How I Met Your Father. You guys are thinking like, Anu, just How I Met Your Mother, you idiot. It's not How I Met Your Father. No, there's a show called How I Met Your Father that's basically being produced right now. It's going to be out on Hulu in early 2022. And you're like, are all the original How I Met Your Mother characters going to be in it? No. So uh, this is a sequel to How I Met Your Mother. It's apparently been in development for multiple years. Um, and it's a super diverse cast. Hillary Duff is making a comeback. Y'all, I thought Hillary Duff was done after 2004, after Lizzie McGuire. Nah, nah. She's like, yo, let's get back into it. And uh, 2021 is going to be the setting of the first season of the show, which is cool. It's like, a, I feel like it's turning into this Gen Z comedy, which is dope. So you have, um, it's going to be released on Hulu. I, I hear Hillary Duff is in it. There's an Indian character. I'm not kidding. There's an Indian character. His name is Sid. They pick the most common name, but, you know, we'll work from there. This is a big step. Indian character in the sitcom. Hopefully you don't got an accent. That would kind of suck. But Suraj Sharma, shout out to you, bro. Um, I, I looked at the cast poster. I think there's an Asian girl in there. There's some Mexicans uh, or Latinx people in there as well. Um, it's a diverse cast. That's the first thing I noticed. It's 2021. You kind of got to do it, uh, particularly if you're going to talk about New York. How I Met Your Mother is pretty white. If you think about it, um, would love some diversity in there. How much your father seems to be much more diverse and it seems to be centered around a woman by the name of Sophia. So, and Hillary Duff is the main character. So let's see, let's see Sophia. Um, let's see Hillary Duff, what you got. Kim Cattrall, for those of you that are big sex in the city fans, Kim Cattrall is going to be like what Bob Saget was for Ted Mosby. I don't know if you guys know like who Bob Saget was. He was like the adult narrator who was like, kids, that's how I met your mother, right? Like Kim Cattrall is going to be the narrator for, um, uh, what's it called? For how I met your father. So that'll be, fun. this whole show seems pretty cool. I'm really excited for it. I think this is like, if this goes all, if this show goes well, this is the next Gen Z comedy. This is the Gen Z comedy, right? Millennials had theirs. Gen X had theirs. Baby Boomers had theirs. Where was ours? We're still young. I get it, right? Most of us are 26 years old. But, or like 26 is like the oldest age of Gen Z. So, you know, exciting. But here it is. 2021. Um, we're going to get, we're going to get How I Met Your Father. Hopefully, very soon. I uh, don't know the exact release date and stuff on Hulu. Um, but yeah. 
hopefully hopefully it's our generation sitcom i'm excited i'm really excited to see like what they come up with and uh what they do with the show so you know uh but yeah i mean <laughs> i do a lot of painstaking research on tv shows dude i really do I i'm always looking for like the next great show um and i try to identify it before it comes uh but i can never find it there's so many good shows now these days too like there's no great ones i feel like there's a bunch of good ones and like you know in doing this research of like finding the next great shit i i don't have my shit together right in, in any regard in life like i i feel like academically i procrastinate at this point um you know I, I do my homework during watching football and, you know, losing my mental health watching the Niners. How do people get their shit together, bro? I don't understand this. People are just like, I, I did a poll right on IG like a couple days ago. And I was like, yo, how many people have their shit together? And there's so many people who are like, I got it, bro. Under control. I have what I need to do. I have a checklist. Good to go. I'm like, how do y'all have this? How do y'all have this? Like, I don't understand, bro. Like, I feel like no one has their shit together to a certain extent right? I feel like some people do, like when it comes to like certain aspects of life, they really have like their stuff under control. Like they know what they're doing. They're living their dream, all this stuff. And that's fantastic to, for them. But like, I feel like there's a lot of people who are just so mentally disorganized and are just kind of like cogs in this machine and are just trying to figure it out. So like who really does have their stuff together? Like, I feel like I don't have my stuff together, but I, I also do have my stuff together, but I don't have my stuff together. You know what I'm saying? That makes no sense. But like, <laughs> but I, I just, I genuinely really have this belief that like no one has anything together. We're just all pretending until we have some sort of substantive thing. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'm in college too. So maybe I'm not supposed to have anything together. I feel like that's the thing, right? Maybe that's the lesson of life is like you shouldn't have your stuff together because you're not supposed to have your stuff together ever because life is supposed to throw you curveballs, right? Boom. Big time life analogy there, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, if y'all have your stuff together, I would love to know this information. I personally have no idea. Um, I'm just kind of like moving on and going through it, you know? but also trying to have fun at the same time. You know, I'm 20, I'm 21. I got, I got time. I like to think I got time. Hey, knock on wood. Shit. I don't have wood here, bro. Oh, this is like plastic wood. I guess it'll have to do, but like, you know, like hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, it's, you know, I, I feel like I don't have my stuff together, but that's okay. And I feel like I have to learn to accept that, you know? So I was, I was thinking a lot about like how people, how I, how I presume, maybe this is my bad, how I presume that people have their stuff together, but maybe no one does. Maybe no one has anything together and it's all me. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how this all goes down. <laughs> this is another thing I was thinking about, dude. So for those of you that don't know, I used to write, um, and I used to write quite a bit. Uh, that was like my career plan, right? I kind of, I've fallen, I fell in love with writing like at a very early age, uh, like third, fourth grade. And I continued to write for like a really long time. So I wrote through middle school, through high school. And I basically came to the realization that like, I wanted to write stories and I wanted to write books and screenplays and all this stuff. And I wanted to be a like screenwriting major and I wanted to go into film. Like that was my plan out of high school. Um, 
and I got to college and I realized like <laughs> the things I wanted to write about and like the experiences I wanted to write about and the stories I wanted to tell required more life experience than I had. I was 19, right? Or not even 19. I was 18 when I got to college. And I was like, I have not experienced anything. Like I went to college at 18. Like <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm like learning how to like put quarters in the freaking laundry machine. How am I supposed to write about these complicated themes that I wanted to write about? I feel like I was trying to write about stuff that I didn't know, right? I hadn't lived enough life. There are plenty of people out there who have lived life at 20, at, at 18, right? Who have gone through a lot by the time they're 18 and they can write a freaking movie. I couldn't. I literally had to sit there and look myself in the face and be like, yo, <laughs> you're a kid from the suburbs. You had a pretty good childhood. You went to, you know, really good high school. <laughs> Struggled a little bit there, but, you know, you're here. <laughs> That's your life story. It, there, there isn't, I hadn't gone through a lot. Obviously, the pandemic is like a huge, you know, out obstacle. There's definitely a lot to accomplish there, or like definitely a lot of adversities that we've all had to go through, you know, not just me. Um, but like, I was like, I want to write about really complicated things. I wanted to write about, you know, like families and like inter, like, you know, like, uh, like first generation family dialogues and, and uh and balancing the indian and the american cultures right when i hadn't done a good job of any of this stuff myself right like who who am i to be uh you know talking and commenting on these themes when in reality i had no idea what i was doing <laughs> myself so i was like I, I had to come to this realization right when i got to college and i've come to this realization now that like i have no freaking i i can't write anything like of substance like at least films or any of the books even until i like live a little more right i feel like i've had to put all my writing projects on hold i'm like hold on let me live a little bit <laughs> let me get my feet underneath me let me start living an independent life and then you know i can start to venture into the world of writing right i feel like that's a whole separate um thing i, I don't know if that's just me being hella weird but that's how i felt um i don't know but yeah very strange i mean yeah but i mean what's weird about me like being a writer is that i really like and this is you know what's weird about me being a writer is like i've always had like this weird intonation or like used to be a writer now i'm really not I, i've tried to like i well, not tried but i've just kind of drifted away from it I've always had this thing for words. I've really loved words and mostly like I've really loved names. I really like the way names sound. I don't know. I like the idea of a name, right? It's your it's it's your identity, but it's also not. It's also your family's identity. Because if you think about like the construct of a name, right? You are I was not given the name. I did not give myself the name Anuj. My family gave me that name. My parents named me Anuj because well, that's what they thought was appropriate, right? I and I like and and they 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 thought they thought of that name because you know it meant something of significance to them. My name means younger brother in Sanskrit. And so, you know, I they they used that and they thought that, that was a good idea. And that has become a part of my identity. But so I feel like and like this is what I realized is like naming a child or like naming someone is like the greatest honor you could ever have right because you are basically constructing a part of their identity and they don't even know it 
right? When you like, what is the first thing you ask someone? What is your name? What is your name? Like your name was given to you by your parents at birth. And there are some cases where individuals change their names. Sure. But names are a huge part of our identity. And it's given to us by, you know, the two, well, at that point, the two closest people who have raised us, our parents. It's just crazy to me how that works. It's like, and then eventually, you know, I presume a lot of you guys are going to be parents. (laughs) You're going to have that honor of like really bringing the identity of someone into those names. Like you, you are giving someone an identity by giving them a name. Their name is their identity to a certain extent. Like it is, it is a big part of it. You can't, you can't really escape your name. That's kind of (laughs) crazy. I just thought of that. So that's pretty cool. Listen, this is the last thing I'm thinking about. And I've I've been thinking a lot about this, right? (laughs) I really like making content. This has been fun. I've been doing this for a year. I recorded a whole Chingavi special documenting the way that I started this and my journey continues and all of that. But I really, 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 really like making content. This is so much fun. Like I get to sit here (laughs) at 12 a.m. on a Sunday night or on a Saturday night when everybody else is out partying, getting drunk, getting hammered doing whatever it is that college kids do, dancing to the same 2010s party songs in a frat house. I get to sit in my room and just talk shit. <laughs> I, I really enjoy this. Like, this is so much fun to me. Um, but I also realize that content creating is not just me having a one-way street. There's no way I'm going to have success if I just make things that are important to me because I want to build a community. I want to build a community of individuals that are open-minded to ideas, to thoughts, to whatever it is. And what I realized is I have to take into account and consideration like what makes other people happy, (laughs) right? Totally. I mean, I do that a lot, but like what makes like other people, like what, what is the content people want to listen to? Do you guys, you know, love when I talk about pop culture, like is, is sports or like or is sports something great? Like, do you like when I talk about these questions behind sports, like the underlying societal questions behind it? Or do you want me to talk about like me, my life? Like, is this fun? You know, me talking about thoughts that circulate my brain and I write down on a piece of paper. Is that interesting to you? I mean, there's so many that like, I I am interested in all of this, right? (laughs) The Changavi show is a overview of the world, if you think about it, in in just a variety of different lenses. And I enjoy talking about every single one, right? I love talking about pop culture has become one of my favorite things to talk about because it's ever changing and it's ever moving and it's a lot of fun. (laughs) And if I could do pop culture only shows, I would. And I will. I will do some in the future. Sports is always, always fun. I've been talking about sports since I was a kid. It's one of my easiest icebreakers. It's how I get along with people. I talk about sports. You know, the news is fun to talk about too. It depresses me a little bit, but it's fun to talk about and it's important to research. It also keeps me accountable as a human being because I know what's going on around the world. So for those of you that are freaking out, like there's no Rittenhouse topic here, 
dude, relax. Okay, we're gonna get there's going to be a Kyle Rittenhouse topic on the next Chain Gabby show. Let's just chill. All right. I'm trying to get more information, really research that, really do that one well. Um, but like what makes other people happy? What makes what content do you guys find valuable? What content can you sit there and watch a minute-long Instagram clip or um, you know, consume my podcast on YouTube or Spotify or wherever, and you guys sit there and you're like, damn, like that is what I want. I gained, you know, I may have sat there for 35 minutes, but I learned a lot, you know, like I'm learning. I value this. I value a Nuja's opinion. I value a Nuja's a person. What, where, where, what are, what is the type of stuff that is going to, uh, you know, increase that two-way conversation we have? Because creating is not just me talking into this microphone as much as I'd love that, right? As much as I'd love to just talk in a microphone and say whatever I want and get millions of views on the internet, that is isn't necessarily going to be the case. <laughs> like I, the way this works is that I put out my thoughts and you guys either just, you know, leave me crickets in the dark, nothing happens, or we get a conversation going and people start talking. Um, so I'm trying to figure out ways to make that conversation happen. And maybe it's making content that makes you guys happy or you can connect to more. And so I'm working on that. Right. Um, but yeah, content like moderation for me is like definitely one of the hardest things to do. Cause it's like, I love talking about everything. I could talk about fucking, you know, memes being political cartoons for years. Right. I, I would love to read scholarly research papers that prove my point or are anti my point. I love, 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 love talking about how upset I am with Jack Harlow and how I hate my generation. Right. I, I love that. But you know, I feel like there needs to be a balance of everything. That's like my motto is just like, let's sprinkle a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Everything's good. But yeah, I mean, what do you guys want to see? What do you guys want to see? What makes you want to talk to me? What makes you want to have a conversation? Is this a space where you feel like you can have a conversation? These are all legitimate questions I have because if this feels like an uncomfortable space and I'm being an ass and I'm just talking at you guys, maybe I need to change the way I communicate my ideas right? I want to hear it all. Like, give it to me. Like, I want to hear everything. You know, what make, what content makes you guys want to talk? What content makes you guys happy, makes you guys think? That's what I want. Those are the things that I want from this. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, those are my random thoughts of the day. 38 minutes, little long. Uh, but those are some of the things I've been thinking about this past week. Um, definitely we'll have a new episode out. <laughs> I'll try to do this every week. This is a lot of fun, actually. I really enjoyed just kind of going through my thoughts in my brain and acknowledging them. Um, we can talk about way more, uh, next week. We, again, they very much vary. I have, you know, we all have millions of thoughts a day. So, uh, these were just a few that I thought were relevant to what we talk about in the podcast and all that. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you guys did enjoy this episode, you can go ahead and like, and subscribe on YouTube. If you guys enjoyed it and you were on Spotify, you can hit the follow button to make sure you always are following me for updates or new episodes dropping and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, that's great. Uh, you guys can follow me on TikTok, on Twitter. Uh, TikTok handle is at Essential Question Pod. I post a lot of clips from my podcasts, from my Chain Gavi shows, from these um, on my TikTok. Would love it if you guys could check that out. Hit me with a follow. Uh, dreaming to become the next Brown Amelia. So let's see how that goes. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much. We're going on 40 minutes, keeping you guys too long. Uh, thank you guys so much for everything. I appreciate everybody who listens and watches to this. Peace and love. And I hope y'all have a great day, night, whatever, you know, 
it is you're listening to. So I'm going to go to bed because I'm tired. But hope you guys enjoyed this first episode of Random Thoughts with the Nooch. All right. Thank you. Peace. Thank you.